1971, amidst a declining American troop presence and morale in Vietnam, an anti-war demonstration by more than half a million Americans, and the decision to take the U.S. off the gold standard, a historic opportunity came knocking. Coming up, President Nixon considers nominees to fill not one, but two more Supreme Court seats. Plus, just how close he came to nominating the first woman to the court. First, joining us by phone, historian and author Ken Hughes, research specialist at the University of Virginia's Miller Center, where his work includes the Nixon tapes. Mr. Hughes, in September of 1971, President Nixon learns that he will have not one, but two vacancies to fill on the U.S. Supreme Court. Please tell us more. It was in a single phone call on September 17, 1971, when Chief Justice of the United States Warren Burger told Nixon that the Supreme Court was going to have not just one, but two vacancies. Justice Hugo Black had suffered a stroke and had retired from the court earlier that day, so Nixon was expecting that. But Berger surprised Nixon by telling him that another justice, John Marshall Harlan II, was suffering from spinal cancer and that he, too, would not be returning to the court. Uh, Nixon had already made two Supreme Court appointments at that point. He had gotten Berger confirmed as Chief Justice in 1969, Nixon's first year in office. He had also gotten Harry Blackman confirmed as Associate Justice in 1970. So these two additional vacancies meant Nixon would be the very rare president who got the opportunity to make four Supreme Court appointments in a single term, Nixon's first term. So he was going to have the chance, almost, to remake the court in his political image. Who were some of the potential nominees for the two vacancies from September 1971, and who did the president finally choose? Nixon right away knew exactly what he wanted. As he told an aide, we're going to appoint two conservatives. The liberal Earl Warren Supreme Court had been a huge issue for conservatives and Republicans throughout the 50s and the 60s. And Nixon was going to, to the full extent of his ability, reverse the liberal trend by appointing conservative justices. Um, That was the thing that was of utmost importance to him, utmost importance to him, um, because he was he always had the overriding goal of creating a new Republican majority in the United States, a national coalition of the center right to replace FDR's New Deal coalition of the center left. And he was willing to look far and wide to get these two conservative nominees. He didn't limit himself to sitting justices. He was going to consider lawyers law school professors, or even politicians who sat on the Senate Judiciary Committee just as long as they were conservatives. And that really, there was a precedent for that. There had been other Supreme Court justices like Felix Frankfurter and Louis Brandeis who had not served as judges before they became members of the Supreme Court. So Nixon would not have been breaking new ground there. He would have been breaking new ground if he had appointed a woman. Supreme Court had never had a female justice, and Nixon publicly raised the possibility that he might appoint the first woman to the Supreme Court. Um, Privately, he thought it would be a very good move politically, but his heart was not really in it. Um, Nixon told people 
and the privacy of the Oval Office that no woman was ready for the court and that appointing a woman would break up the court, basically, because in his view, Chief Justice Berger could not work with a woman around. At one point, Nixon intended to nominate Mildred Lilly. She was a California appeals court judge. But the American Bar Association's Judiciary Committee declared her unqualified. That gave Nixon all the excuse he needed to go with two conservative men. Finding those two was much harder than it sounds. Uh, His first choice was a conservative Republican congressman from Virginia named Richard Poff. Um, Poff had signed on to the Southern Manifesto, uh, which denounced Brown v. Board of Education, the Supreme Court ruling against school desegregation. I'm sorry, against school segregation. Poff later publicly said he signed the Southern Manifesto just to get reelected to Congress in conservative Virginia. Uh, He also declared that segregation is wrong today. It was wrong yesterday. Segregation was never right. Um, But Poff ultimately withdrew his name from considerations from consideration, not over Brown v. Board of Ed, but over a, a private family matter. He thought that the publicity surrounding a Supreme Court nomination would force him to reveal to his young son that he had been adopted, and he didn't want to reveal it to him at that age. Ironically, and very sadly, after his withdrawal, the newspaper columnist Jack Anderson revealed the adoption anyway, which uh, at that point was kind of gratuitous and unnecessary. Um, Nixon considered uh, Herschel Friday, a lawyer who had represented the Little Rock, Arkansas school district when it was defending its policy of school segregation. School segregation just comes up over and over again in these Supreme Court uh, nominee battles of the 60s and the 70s. Um, The ABA found Friday unqualified, so he was out. Um, Also with great irony, Nixon briefly considered appointing Leon Jaworski to the Supreme Court. Of course, he had no way to foresee at that point that Jaworski would become the Watergate special prosecutor after Nixon fired Archibald Cox. At that point, Jaworski's main claim to fame was that he was head of the American Bar Association. Um, Nixon mischievously floated the idea of appointing Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, uh, mainly to give Democrats heartburn. Byrd had been in the Ku Klux Klan as a young man, but in 1971, he was the Senate Democratic whip. So uh, putting him on the Supreme Court would have would have uh, made it very, very difficult on liberal Democrats uh, to oppose him or to support him. But Nixon wasn't serious about that. He wanted to conservative Republican. So after all these false starts, Nixon finally turns to someone he had wanted to appoint in 1970, but who had turned him down, a former head of the ABA and a corporate lawyer named Lewis Powell. Powell's law firm had defended a Virginia school district from the desegregation efforts of the civil rights movement, but Powell personally had played no role in that case, so he was basically uh, a non-combatant in the struggle over segregation in the in the 50s and the early 60s. Um, Nixon's other nominee was William Rehnquist, a lawyer in the Justice Department. Rehnquist was a favorite of Barry Goldwater, the conservative senator and 1964 Republican presidential nominee. Goldwater and Rehnquist were both from Arizona. And there's a, a sort of funny phone call between Goldwater and Nixon in which neither of them can remember Rehnquist's name. <laughs> but that's when they first discuss putting him on, on the Supreme Court. And, of course, Rehnquist uh, was on the Supreme Court for a very long time and ultimately became chief justice. 
how did the confirmation hearings go for those two nominees? Rehnquist was controversial. Again, it went back to Brown v. Board of Ed. As a law clerk for Supreme Court Justice Robert H. Jack- Robert H. Jackson in 1952, Rehnquist had written a memo arguing that the doctrine of separate but equal uh, schools for black and white children was, quote, right and should be affirmed, close quote, a, a view of racial segregation that, of course, was rejected by the Supreme Court and Brown v. Board of Ed. Rehnquist claimed during his confirmation hearings that he wrote the memo to reflect Jackson's views, not his own. And people were debating then and have been debating ever since whether Rehnquist was telling the truth about that. Uh, The Senate voted to confirm Rehnquist, but not by an overwhelming margin. It was 68 to 26. And after he was confirmed, when Nixon called to congratulate him, he told Rehnquist to, quote, be just as mean and rough as they said you were. (laughs) <laughs> Close quote. Um, Lewis Powell had much smoother sailing. Eighty-nine senators voted to confirm him as associate justice. Only one senator voted against him. And he became, as the New York Times put it, the first Southern conservative appointed to the court since 1941. And finally, Mr. Hughes, what was the public reaction to these two nominees? Um, It depends on the public. For people who considered civil rights and civil liberties to be the top priority or a top priority, um, they were very, very engaged in the Rehnquist nomination because he had made that argument in favor of separate but equal. Um, Feeling just was not as strong about Powell because he had not taken a public position on segregation. Um, Conservatives, a different segment of the population were thrilled that four of the nine members of the Supreme Court were going to be Nixon appointees. Liberals were very wary, but nowhere near as engaged as they have been in recent years by Supreme Court battles. In 1971, America had just not had a conservative Supreme Court for decades, not since the New Deal. And even with four Nixon appointees, it wasn't going to have a conservative Supreme Court in 1971. Uh, The addition of Rehnquist and Powell to the court set the stage for a major change in the court's direction, but that change was not happening at that point. So the nomination battles were viewed as important, but not as decisive. Historian and author Ken Hughes, research specialist at the University of Virginia's Miller Center. Thank you so much for joining us. We begin on October 14, 1971. President Nixon called Attorney General John Mitchell to have a candid talk about possible nominees. The Attorney General. Hello. Good morning, Mr. President. Hi, John. I think that uh, that bar association, apparently, I suppose they put that story out, makes it imperative that we're going to have to move quicker on that court thing now. Did they, uh, I was rather, I was wondering, they, of course, weren't authorized to do that, were they? To do what, Mr. President? Put out the story with the pictures and so forth of the names that we'd submitted to them. They've never done that before. Well, they... Put us in a hell of a spot. The newspapers, of course, have picked up the, the names from the bar when they... Uh, they well, who, who did the bar would do that, John? Is that well, the employees working the staff or something, I suppose. Well, it would be the staff, and it would probably be some of the Democrat members. You know, there, there are a lot of Democrats on that as well as Republicans on that yeah, committee. Yeah. Send up a half a dozen more names. Would you do that? Just to keep it confused. Could you get just, 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 or, you know, like send down that dean of that law school and three or four.
or others. I don't want to limit it to this. And send down one of those Jewish, uh, send Levy's name in, too. Would you do that, please? Get that done right away, okay? Now, what... Yeah, I've got to do it because I just can't leave this. I can't leave this hanging here uh, with, uh, for a week now without... Uh, which, uh, which type of names? Oh, I, I don't give a damn who they are. I mean, I mean, some Jews and liberals and so forth, you know, like Levy of Chicago, he'd be all right, send him up as a name. Well, if you do that, of course, then they well, then, take all right, send the public and you have... Send Johnson of uh, that, that other one down there. Frank Johnson? Uh, not Johnson, but they... Well, you've already sent Clark. You could send the fellow from the, the law school down there. You could at least, you know, from from Texas. Right. Right, yeah. Just pick out, if you can, John, any kind of names that are conservative enough. Powell or somebody that, I don't know. Well, if but, we do that, Mr. President, the press is going to focus on these people to the point where you will be run over with newspaper talk. Urging you point them. That's yeah. right, for not having well, done it. Well, how about the, the, are there any you can think of of that sort just to confuse it some so we just aren't zeroed in here because they're going to tear these to pieces. I mean, I mean, they they will, you know, they they'll always seize on what you've got as mediocrities and so forth and so on. That's what I'm concerned about. Well, uh, if if we go another route, we're going to trap ourselves into the the point. The of thing that I've I'm, I've become convinced, so the bar brokers pick with me. The next time we have an appointment, they aren't going to get a chance to look at it. John, good God, I have more judgment. You have more judgment. Who the hell ought to be disqualified as a card? Now, what the hell does the bar know about it? Well, I mean, good God, I can take a bar examination better than any of those assholes. I agree with you. The bar is not doing this. This is yeah. what we would expect right. with anybody we sign up. That's why, we're not gonna give them, that's why we're not going to give them a chance again. They have broken their pick, and uh, I don't want you to tell them that because I know you need them for district courts and yeah. the rest, but believe me, never again do they get a crack at me. They, uh, they didn't do this with Burger, you know, and uh, that, uh, but now they have done it. They didn't do it with Blackman, but they're not, they've broken their pick. Well, of course, those announcements were made, Mr. President, without consultation with anybody. Because we went through the bar, though. No, no, we did not. We did not go through the bar. That was our mistake here, then, I guess, letting the bar have a crack at it. Well, they, every time you start a check, the word gets out as to who yeah. they are, and the press yeah. is going to take you on whether it's the I bar I think our, our strategy was right the other time. Then, I mean, just not to ask the bar. They squeal, but that's... Uh, I'm, I'm really sick of the bastards anyway. They're, uh, they're such a bunch of sanctimonious assholes. And, but, but I, I've told Ehrlichman to get off his ass and get me the whatever his little little check he's got to make. I really think we've got to get it done now, so that we. I mean, I don't. I mean, they're really going to tear this. Tear this, they're going to jump up and down on this now. Well, I expect the bar to be helpful in this picture by coming out with the, the, uh, yeah, solid, the bar, but solid approvals of Friday and Lily. Yeah, but a bar. The only thing is they. They're gonna. They got six names up here, and they're gonna be just cracking around on them till we get ready to move. When can the bar be ready and be helpful? If they, if they can. We when haven't can they? had an answer yet. We're pushing them, and hopefully it'll be done. Does we get it by tomorrow? I, I, I don't think that Walsh will be able to get his committee together by that those time. Two. It'll probably be the weekend. Well, what would that? What would be their line then? Just, just, just to say that they approve too. Yeah, that's that's what we've uh, asked them to do to approve Lily and, and Friday, which I presume that you had uh, yeah. concentrated. That's on. what we want to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I think if you could, if you could push it uh, faster, I just I told Irvin I've got to have his stuff for tomorrow, so that we could as soon as I get it from the bar, I think we're, we're just going to have to go with it. Uh, just to, I don't want to. You see, we, we the situation is, and that was what the mistake I think we I made with Pop was to let him be up there and let him cannibalize him. I just don't want our guys to get just want him to get killed before we get a chance to get him with the positive stuff first. See, the pot first story is so important on these things, on any appointment, as you know. And, uh, well, if you could just, just tell Watch, we're just terribly interested to get them, get it done. Now, they don't have to check too damn long on somebody like Friday that's practiced for 25 years, or Lily, who's been on the bench 25 years. I mean, they, Friday and Lily ought to be checking them rather than them checking them. Yeah, I agree with you. Would you mind pushing them on it, John? I will be glad to, Mr. President. And, and you agree? And deny this. And I'm going to deny this story, of course. I'm going to say we just deny. So we've got several other names, too, that we're considering. They'll let the bar lie all they want. That's perfectly all right. It's just among many that we're considering. That's perfectly all right. Now, uh, and you should do the same over there yourself. Premature that we uh, were just routine checks on a number of people for a number of positions and so forth. We can cover that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've got a, I'd, I'd put it, I'd get them off in a red herring. I've got a meeting with the press that covers here this afternoon. Good, we can cover that on. Let me say one other thing. Uh, uh, I advise the Chief Justice of. And incidentally, don't, by, oh, if I could say one other thing, put them off of the woman thing if you can. Build a, continue to build a, keep the bird thing built up in the low, and then say that if they ask about the woman, no, we haven't made a decision to have a woman that, uh, as the president said, we're considering them, but we're considering a number, and that's been, that isn't going to be the determination. Sort of, I just want them, I don't want them to zero in too much on Lily. That's my, that's a problem we have there, but you sort of put, and I'll, I'll have Ziggler do that too. So I always handle a woman with a smile. Nobody thinks I'm going to do a woman until this story. Well, this is the way it's played all the way through, and I think I can continue. If you'd continue to sort of play it, but with a smile, well, of course, we're considering women, but I'd, I'd put it this way, if you talk to me, the fact we're considering somebody doesn't mean they're going to get it. We're considering people, and, but I'd, I'd, I would like to sort of get them off of the woman kick if we can. And looking for the qualifications. Sure, even exactly. Those are the qualifications we're looking at. Oh, you said you talked to Chief Justice. Yes, and then bad news, huh? me a three or four page letter which I won't bother you with but he's, he's uh, uh, talking all around the fact that uh, uh, letting it be known that he's not anxious to have a woman I understand but, uh, no more anxious than I am that uh, could be expected however I'm sure he'll take it good grace he's got to do it yeah. well there's no and he will do it and he's the, he's the guy to handle it and the thing to do is for him to make it I mean he can play a great role in the history of the thing he, he's, he's the most skillful man one thing, incidentally, I have a thought. They ever ask you, John, about, well, what about, uh, about are these mediocre people or they're unknown and so forth? You can just smile and say, you know, I remember when the president named Mr. Berger, there were a number of editorial snide comments that he wasn't a distinguished uh, lawyer. I said, everybody, I think, agrees he's distinguished now. And you could say, I remember that when Mr. Justice Black was appointed, many criticized him because they said he wasn't a distinguished jurist. He said, and certainly even in fairness, all critics and defenders agree. Now, I really knocked the distinguished thing down hard. I mean, you know, they, they sort of take on Friday as a bond lawyer and all that. But uh, you see my point? 
I do. I, 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 I'm not going to let them tear these people to pieces. That's all there is to it. Just, I don't think they can, Mr. President. Well, the Times thing is pretty rough. Well, it was not so much the story as it was the headline. Yeah. If you notice that. It was the headline, not the story. Like the Graham story wasn't as bad as the headline. That's, that's absolutely right. That'll be the, I, I put your money, there'll be editorials over the weekend. Understand, I just, I just want to, I, I, I just want to beat the bastards on this. And I don't want them to create an impression that we're just looking for a bunch of non-entities who are Southerners and women. See? And uh, God damn it. Well, as long as they have your philosophy, then they're going to attack them. They're going to attack them. But you see, right. you see, if we get out first, my plan is, as soon as we get it, I'm going to do this on television, see? And I'll get that goddamn story out first, and then, then you see I'm, I'm way ahead of them. That's absolutely correct. See, and so that's why I would really like to push it as fast as we can, and I'll just go out there and ring it. Now, my thought now, John, is the way to do it in order to get the double right of it. Sorry, with you. I think they should go together, but I believe we should do it. If we send the woman up with the man, it's going to so dominate the other story. I'd like to send Friday's story name up, say, first, Monday or Tuesday, and uh, then Lily's the next day. And when I sent Fridays, I'd say, I, I'd, I'd go out and describe him and so forth and so on, let him have a day's ride throughout the country. And I said, tomorrow I will have another announcement after our thing is complete, and then make the other. Would that satisfy you? Yes, I think that'd be In other words, so they both go the same. But you see, I'm afraid if I send the two at the same time, it will, the woman's story will so dominate that it won't be fair to Friday. Yep. Very much all right with you. Yes, sir. Then I can give Friday a hell of a pitch, and then the next I'll give the woman a pitch on her own. Because that's what the woman's story is going to be, even though it's leaked out. Now, it'll be a big story, just a pointing woman, particularly if you can. Then I'm going to have Ziggler discount the woman thing today a little, too. Uh, we can do that, or I went up. Well, did you notice how they're playing up that she's a leading Catholic layman? <laughs> I like that, yeah. I like to see him start, yeah. Yeah. start taking her. And a Democrat, yeah. and incidentally appointed by Warren. Yep. Uh, all those are pretty good, aren't they? I would certainly think so. A Democrat appointed by Warren, a leading Catholic layman. And uh, I thought they did Friday. I mean, they, I didn't like the calling them lawyer for crime. Well, that's a snide operation. Yeah. As you know. What the hell? He does uh, He does a lot of other things besides bonds. And anyway, what the hell is the bond lawyer? 90% of his practices and the other. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, good luck this afternoon. Thanks, buddy. Okay. From October 14th, 1971, President Nixon and Attorney General John Mitchell. Five days later, the two talked again about more potential nominees. He had checked out of the hotel and left no number to call, so I presume that he's on his way back to Richmond. Uh, that's the way, that was Powell. Mm-hmm. So I, I've tried. I, I just called him just now. I was tied up for a while when you, but I, when you told me earlier. But uh, now, uh, what do you think we should uh, do? Leave a call for him? And, I, I would, because I think we'll have time to do that, certainly during the... You had the feeling that it might still be an open question. You know, the way I look at it is that if I just uh, just say, look, uh, you're 
you're a conscientious man and all the rest, but right now your country needs you, and I'd like for you to take this, and as soon as you feel that any time you can't do it, why, you come to me, and, and, and we'll work it out. I think that that would be the, the way two years of Powell is worth 20 of somebody else, and that's the damn truth. In, in this particular circumstance, yeah. I keep pointing out to him that that's yeah. absolutely correct. You pointed out the need for a prestigious appointment and that sort of thing. Right, and the commitment to the South and, yeah. and the need to rehabilitate the court in the eyes of the South and all that's of right. which he agrees. That's right. He agrees with all that. Oh, yes. He is just too conscientious. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's why I think yeah. you put duty above conscience. Why yeah. I think that's the puncher. You know, the Baker one, I just want you to really press him now, John. Because the more I think about it, with that law practice, I think you go, and incidentally, I don't think we ought to run that by, I mean, a fellow like Baker. They just aren't going to crucify another senator up there. I'm of the opinion uh, if the thing comes out the way that uh, I anticipate it will, based on earlier yeah. conversations, the hell with them. Because here's the uh, here's the point, too. I met even by our own FBI's and all that, because, you know, the minute that done, it gets out. We all know Howard Baker's background, damn it. He's no crook or anything of that sort. And, frankly, the Senate wouldn't dare put it out if he were. I, be I believe that to be the case, and I don't think he'll have enough opposition yeah. where they'll go dig it. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. He is highly, incidentally, uh, it has occurred to me that one fellow that is very much a Baker supporter on other things has been Brooke. Uh, you remember in the campaign, Baker got Brooke to come with me on the plane? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think it was that great rapport with Brooke. Well, now, that isn't going to hurt. No, sir. I mean, uh, so I just have a feeling this guy is intelligent and got a strong mind, and uh, I must say, not quite as sure as he could be, but you know that on most stuff he's going to be good. You just can't expect him to be 100%. And the way he was talking today about your philosophy, and uh, did he sound all right? Oh, completely. Uh, matter of fact, he was talking about exposure in some of the other areas of other people. Uh, when he recognizes and starts talking about it, well, I think this is about as much as you're going to get out of any uh, What does he mean, exposure in other areas? like uh, uh, People who are, they may not have the same philosophy. Yeah. They might in criminal law, but not in civil rights and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has followed this uh, intensely. Could I ask you to do one other thing? Yes, sir. Have you ever tried the, the Mulligan name out on, say, a fellow like uh, like Ehrlichman to uh, see what he thinks? I mean, I, I just just don't know. Uh, I mean, is it uh, are we are we too concerned about this mediocre business with him? I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just I'm going to put it to Powell. But uh, if he doesn't go, then I, I just lean to lean to Mulligan right now. I, well, I'll talk to John about it and let him, yeah. let him think about it. Say, after all, he's a dean of the law school. And I'll tell you what I might also do, yeah. because John keeps turning to him for the PR. Let me talk to Dick Moore and have him right. go and sit down with Ehrlichman. Good. Right, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And tell him in the highest of confidence, yeah. in case the, uh, the little thing, tell him we've got a problem there. But we think that I lean strongly to him for reasons that are... It had to do with Fordham. I like the Dean thing. I like the fact it isn't the number one law school. God damn it, I didn't go to a number one law school, John. I know, where'd you go? You go to Harvard? Uh, not recently. No. As a matter of fact, I was touted off of going to Harvard. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Well, the whole point is this number one law school is getting me down a little, isn't it, you? It has for yeah. about 30 years. Yeah. Because well, just don't produce the product. Well, sure. Look, you've seen a lot of Harvard men around. They're soft in the head. And, that's what and uh, they don't work as hard. But uh, no, this Fordham man may be all right. I've seen some pretty good Fordham graduates, haven't you? Uh, 
yes, I have. As a matter of fact, uh, they're spread all over the Northeast and doing a hell of a lot better than the people from Harvard. Let me tell you, if you take out the dean of Fordham, they're taking on the, they're taking on the Notre Dame dean and a hell of a lot of others. Santa Clara, huh? Just Loyola. But uh, 80% of the schools. Right. But I mean, they're taking all the Catholic deans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very much so. But would you run that by declaring? And then, and I don't want them to bring it to me because I don't like this business of my being lobbied by the staff yep. on things. Mm-hmm. But just say you are checking yourself. See, will you do that? Yes, sir. I That's will. better than say that that this and put it on Burger. Say that he's raised his name. Yep. Would you do that? I will. And say that now he's maybe in New York, but he's had much pride. But uh, okay, I will do it directly. Later that afternoon, they talked about William Rehnquist. Yeah. The Attorney General, sir. Hello. Yes, Mr. President. I uh, still haven't heard from Powell. I've left the call in just a few minutes ago, but... I wonder if he's in transit. Well, he's been in transit for quite a while. I haven't seen that. I haven't heard back from Howard Becker yet either, although he said he'd call me before five. Yeah. I guess he's searching his soul. Sure. Another thought's occurred to me, Mr. President, if we get Baker and Powell doesn't pan out, we might consider this Bill Rehnquist over here that everybody's so high on. Mm-hmm. Well, what are his, uh, let me ask you about his, what's his, what are his qualifications? Well, first of all, he's, he's an assistant attorney general. Right? Yeah, I've been in charge of the Office of Legal Counsel. In fact, right. Walsh has uh, stated on a number of occasions, why in the hell don't you put up somebody like Rehnquist? Yeah. Uh, I think that would clear. Right. He, uh, as I say, is an arch-conservative, a great student. Oh, I understand that. And but, I mean, and a pretty tough guy. How about the qualification thing? That's the thing. I, w- I would uh, be inclined to believe that there would be no difficulty with it. How long has he practiced law? Oh, Bill's been practicing, I guess, at least 15. Maybe. Where? Where is he Ar- from? He's from Arizona. Arizona. Of course, he might be tapped with the Kleindienst Goldwater business, but uh, he's pretty eminent. Does he, uh, did he go to law school there? Uh, no, I think he went, over, went to law school over in Stanford with Ehrlichman, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Was he? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just, just thought I had everybody so high on his ability and talent. He's a hell of an able guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his age about? Oh, Bill's must be in his late 40s, early 50s. I think he's younger than that. I think. Pardon? How long do you, how long do you practice law then? He must have. Uh, uh, if he's must, must be 15, 18 years at least. And then, then he came to the government with us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then then he's practiced longer than that because he wouldn't be that old. Mm-hmm. See, 24 plus. 14 is only 34, uh, 38, and he's 40 years old. He may be only 40. Uh, he's, he's past that. Uh, I gather he's been practicing longer and has had, really had a the lawyer's, lawyer's practice, you know, handling their appeals and advising. Has he done appeal work? Oh, yes. Um, sir, he's done, <clears throat> done uh, quite a bit of appellate work in all of the courts. Has been great before our congressional committees. Just, just a question of whether or not he'd fall under the category yeah. of distinction or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose in a sense, you, if you went for him, you might just as well go for for uh, Smith. Uh, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. 
Quite possibly. They both have sort of the same. Yeah. Smith also is distinct. I mean, he's a, probably a bigger name. Uh, this, this could very well be a bigger name from the yeah. national. Not in my view. I mean, he's just, I don't. Cause I'm, I'm not certain that it would necessarily be so with the bar. Yeah. I, I think it would. They're so damn conscious of the, yeah. of, is it a big firm, or is it a big city, and all that jazz, you know. But well, I, it certainly would, uh, that's right. for what political benefits you get but, out of it, it certainly would be a yeah. bigger political plus. What about this, the other, other, of course, I, I still think we ought to mull around our, our Irishmen, too. Mm -hmm. I, every, every play we make to those Catholics is, is good. I quite agree. I haven't heard back from more yeah. than Ehrlichman, but I'm sure I will before I get along. Good. Good. Well, keep me posted if you got any calls. Oh, well, are you good? Howard damn well ought to do this now. He just I, got to do it. I told Tell him we won't take no for an answer. All right, I'll put it that way, too. Are you sure. going to be available to see? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. We can put a little more of it together. All right. All right. The next day, with the momentum behind a Rehnquist nomination building, the president and attorney general discussed him more in depth. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. I have, was on the phone with Lou Powell when you yeah. called, and yeah. he is uh, uh, available. He said it, we were started to talk about some things he wanted to check with me, but I'm sure they're of no serious yeah. consequence. But he's going to go, go then. Yes, sir. I have not been able to get a hold of our little senator yeah. friend. I don't know Let me ask you this. I was uh, I just got Dick in here, Dick Moore, yeah. a minute ago. And I may reevaluate uh, he he comes down very hard on your your on your man Renquist. He just thinks that uh, you know second in his class at Stanford as clerk to Robert Jackson uh, and from your your account apparently conservative absolutely and uh, would make a brilliant justice. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Do you think what would what would the country say about him? He sure is qualified, isn't he? I would uh, believe so. I don't think there's any question about it. It's uh, an opinion expressed by Ed Walsh when we were talking about this. From his point of view, he certainly would. What is the political mileage out of it? Well, the political mileage basically is is this that uh, here's where, here's where we come down with. If we get Powell, then I think we we buy the opportunity can, to consider Mulligan. Uh, 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 did in the, on the other hand, uh, and frankly, if we get Baker, Mulli uh, Powell and Baker is a hell of a good combination. Yes, sir, Baker's yes, young. Yes, sir. Uh, there you are. So if we got Baker, we got it made. We've got Powell now. The Powell has said yes. Yes, sir. He was That's starting great. to talk about some things he wanted to talk to me about, but I can imagine that there's yeah. nothing of consequence. Well, now on Powell, I I want to I want to go forward and announce that before it starts leaking. Or well, isn't anybody going to leak it that, <clears throat> that I know of? And uh, well, I don't want you to tell Walsh. Oh, I will not. Of okay. Course. Uh, and, of course, what we have want to do is to program this Walsh Committee business so we can use it, use them. Well, how about announcing Powell this afternoon? I wouldn't do that until we've... Heard from Walsh? Yeah, we want to program that committee so we can blame the woman on them. I see, but I mean, Powell is not getting the woman's seat. Well, I get your point. All right, you'll hear from the Walsh Committee when, this afternoon? Yes, sir. Yeah, Ed Walsh has got to call into me now. Yeah, all right. Call me back when you get it. But remember, let's figure. 
on the Rehnquist thing, the, the political mileage basically is the same kind of mileage if we were to go with Smith. The idea being that, uh, that uh, we are appointing a highly qualified man. That's really what it gets down to. I, I believe that that will... And also, he doesn't quite have the smack of the corporate lawyer as much as Smith. That's no, he's more of a general practitioner. But, I, but your judgment on it is worth thinking. You raised it, and I, I just been thinking about it. And well, people, is, people all think so highly of the guy. He must have a hell of a lot on the ball. Oh, he's, he's got tremendous legal mind, Mr. President. There's any question about it, and just as solid as can be. Yeah, he's made a tremendous impression upon the yeah. uh, judiciary around here and people on the hill and yeah. uh, and the ones in the bar he's dealt with. Well, if you. You really have some doubts on the Mulligan thing, haven't you, John? I have some doubts as to how it's going to fly. Incidentally, what is Rehnquist? I suppose he's a damn Protestant. I'm sure of that. He's that's too bad. He's as Washbush can be. Well, that's too damn bad. Tell him to change his religion. <laughs> right. Get him baptized this afternoon. Well, baptized and castrated. No, they don't do that. I mean, they circumcise. No, that's the Jews. Well, anyway. <laughs> Whatever he is, get him changed. Uh, let me pursue this uh, further with Lou Powell, and I'll see if I can run down Baker, and then I'll talk to Walsh and get back to you. Bye. All right, sir. Be done. All right. A few hours later, the president narrowed down his list and finally ruled out making a historic choice. Yeah. Mr. President, I have the attorney general. All right. Hello. Mr. President? Yeah. Um, first of all, in talking to uh, follow through on the conversation with uh, Lou Powell, yeah. uh, there's really nothing there. He wrote a, made a speech at one time in which he condemned Martin Luther King for his activist uh, the hell with policies. Time for that. And he has backed wiretapping and so forth, so everything just great. is just great. And but he's a hell of a scholar. Where did he go to law school? Not that that bothers me. Know, I hear so damn many of these things. I, don't, uh, I forget them. Anyway, it's so outstanding. Yes. Uh, just get me, a, get me a damn strong statement with regard to how superbly qualified he is and no, so forth. That's one. That will have them prepared, because I'm going to do this. I'm going to do them. My feeling is to do them in tandem and mm -hmm. and announce it, say, uh, on, in a five-minute uh national TV around 7.30. That's All right. right. I, think we'll, I, think, uh, I think it's the best way to do it since we got Powell. Now, how about the Baker? I heard from him. Baker, surprisingly enough, is on an airplane coming back from Knoxville. That's nice. And uh, has left no word about uh, why he went or anything about it. He'll be in here at... Uh, Maybe we leave him off the list. Well, he's, they, they say he'll be in here at quarter to six. His plane's yeah. doing it at 545, yeah. so we should have... Well, I, I, uh, you know, I still think that the Rehnquist thing is a damn good possibility, you know, as the, if he doesn't go. I, I just, I know it doesn't do much politically, but... You know, when you think of the, the guy's record, he's just, that's uh, a hell of a record. Oh, there's no question it's perfect for that. And, uh, I mean, who, who's going to say that a law clerk to Bob Jackson is unqualified? Mm -hmm. Now, I've talked to Judge Walsh. Yeah, how's he coming out? They have, uh, they have turned down both of them. Good. Which was to be expected. Turned down Friday? Yep. Well, I'll be damned. Uh, well, it was a six to six vote. Oh, and how about Lily? What was it there? Eleven to one. Uh, what did you say? Not qualified? Yep. Great. And do you know Great. what they said? Great. That she was probably as good as any woman that could be considered by the court. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. This statement was made up there. Well, are they going to put that out? No, no, we're not going to put anything out. Well, we'll put it out. We'll, we'll get it out. We'll get that out. Plenty yeah. of time and place when we want to. Well, we've got to do it, I think, before we make the damned announcement. I don't know. I... Well, uh, uh, there'll probably be a leak up there. All right, good. There'll probably be a leak up there. I don't think they can help it. But they said that she was the, uh, as good as any woman. That's else. what Walsh told me. The That's statements nice. Were That's nice. nice. Well, and there just wasn't a quality. And the stacked jury thing is going to really kill them. Uh, okay. one, one other part of this scenario. Mm -hmm. I would like to deliver to Walsh at the appropriate time a letter disassociating ourselves from our, my understanding. You know, you've never yeah. been involved in this. Right. And me entirely right. who, who consult with yeah. before That's referral right. to you. You have to right. involved. That's right. But I would like to um, send them a letter and pointing out how and why it doesn't work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Pointing out the fact that you cannot have the president's choices uh, so circumscribed, and also and have good men pilloried and this and that. That's what's happening. Public, exposure. and it's not going to happen again. And I think probably that uh, the thing to do would also be to put out a press statement on the subject. Yes, I want you to prepare so one. We get our side out. You prepare it. You put it out, the press statement. Good. Uh, now you have to wait for uh, the fellow, do you? For Baker? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that something you have to say? And, uh, and uh, I think that we ought to... We ought to do two things. Let that leak get out up there about their actions yeah. on this. Yeah, soon, and, quick. Uh, and sure. then we can structure it the way that uh, the time and the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to go tomorrow night, John. If Baker doesn't say no, say yes tonight, then my view is to, I really think we, I really lean very strongly to the Rehnquist one. I, uh, somewhere or other, I think that's such a surprise that, uh, that it isn't going to, and you don't have the problem of Smith's law, I mean, clients and all that mm -hmm. kind of sort of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you feel comfortable with him. I feel very comfortable with him. All right. Well, that's the way I do it. If it's either Baker or Rehnquist. All right with you? All right, sir. Well, then we'll get... So prepare something on that. But, God damn it, Baker shouldn't uh, diddle us along like this. I mean, that's... He didn't even have the courtesy yeah. of calling up and saying he was going down there right. for this, that, and the next reason. When does he get back there? Uh, not till... He's supposed to arrive at nine four, uh, 545 this evening, so yeah. we may still hear from him before too long. Well, you've got to call in to him, have you? Yes, sir. Well, I want it laid right on the line. We're not going to wait. Because I, I want to go on. You see, with this bar leak out, you realize that that'll cause, it'll leak. And I'm just not going to be beaten over the head with it all weekend, see. I agree. I'm going to make the announcement tomorrow night at 7.30. I, I would think that would be great. Okay. And we'll program it towards that time. So uh, I'm going to make the decision now to go at 7.30. I'll tell Holloman quietly to get the time. Fair enough? Very good, sir. And uh, it'll either be... And uh, on either one, Rehnquist, uh, well, I just think Rehnquist has made the order for the damn thing, and uh, rather than Smith. I, I think we just not go with Smith at this point. Well, I think you'd do better with that, because as you pointed out a little earlier, Lou Powell does represent all these big clients. That's right, and so do the other. Boards and and Rehnquist is not in that category, is he? Sir. Right. Okay, then it's that's what it is. It's either Powell and Baker or Powell and Rehnquist, one of the two. All right. Fair enough. Very good. And we'll start programming towards that. And I may, uh, and we'll, we're going to let get out now that I'll make the announcement tomorrow, tomorrow night. Fair enough. Does that uh, bother you? Uh, 
I'm just trying to heat that, uh, you see what I mean? They'll think we're going to go against the bar, or do you prefer to wait till the morning? No, uh, I think that, uh, that's all right, as long as somebody doesn't... Well, nope, nobody's going to know the names, understand? Just you and I know the names. Don't worry, I haven't breathed this to anybody. I mean, the, the Powell thing is, unless, it's just, just you and I will know. Mm, all right, sir. Yeah. Very good. We will. I, I see you're thinking of it that way. Uh, no, what I what I meant is that I think we ought to tell Ziegler that I will make the announcement at 7:30 tomorrow night. Mm, that to be announced in the morning. Yes. No, announce it tonight. Announce it tonight. Yeah. Let's build it up. That's really going to swing them around. Well, it'll knock the hell out of them. It'll th they'll think that the, we're going to go against the bar or something. It sure will. Won't it? I really think we ought to build it up, or otherwise. Well, we will be going against. That's right. Yep. Is that all right with you now? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. I don't see anything in, yeah. in, the, okay. in between that uh, yeah. we can't see. All right. Very That's good. what I'm going to say. We'll get started on it. Fine. All right, sir. All right. President Nixon and Attorney General John Mitchell on October 20th, 1971. Later that day, the president talked to White House Special Counsel Richard Moore. Yeah. Richard Moore, Mr. President. Yeah. Yes, Mr. President. Dick, uh, we are—we uh, still don't know what's going to happen on the uh, uh, the bars. Incidentally, uh, that's that's all worked out. That played right into our hands. Exactly. Oh, good. One. Good. You know, it's an interesting thing. They not—they uh, uh, this for your very private information. We're going to get this leaked. Uh, they voted against her eleven to one. Uh huh. But and but they said that of all the women in the country, she was probably the best qualified. But that they could think of, but she was not qualified to be in the court. How do you like that? That is, of course, that's, what, that's, could, what could be more important or better Mitchell, than that? Mitchell has got to, uh, of course, I, I you that you've out? got that information now, and that's, uh, you can, uh, oh. gonna, but that he, that he says, I says, for Christ's sake, let's get it out, so that'll, we're going to really, really ream him on that. Oh, that's superb. That's qualified. Now, incidentally, the one thing I want to know, now, and I don't, because we're going to have to move fast and I can't consult anybody on it, is on the Rehnquist one, in case I don't get the Baker. Baker is the first choice, and right. we'll know on him within an hour or two. Right. But in case we don't get that, on Rehnquist, they, they, you, you, you checked Ehrl, uh, as far as Ehrlichman now, did you, you yes. say he is he is for it or not? Very enthusiastically for it, I think I could say. He says he'd, he'd just throw him right up there and understand yeah. we're not going to clear these with the bar. I understand. It was my impression, Mr. President, that he was Ehrlichman's number one recommendation. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Between right. you and him, that's and don't go any further. Right. Because uh, 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 yeah. it's going to be damn hard for those people to turn him down. I checked Bill Smith, uh, who was not on the Harvard Law Review, but yeah. he was summa cum laude and Phi Beta Kappa at uh, USC. I see. So he might have uh, been yeah. just below it. Or All right. Fine. All right. Good. Right. With decisions made on William Rehnquist and Lewis Powell, the president and attorney general talked the next day about a way to let Howard Baker down easy. Good morning, Mr. President. You work it out? Uh, Baker wants to go. And I told him that uh, you still had uh, the options open and I would refer to you as availability. Well, he wants to go now, huh? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. You couldn't talk him out of it, huh? Well, not on the basis in which we'd been pushing him into it. But I went through the same routine.
and I think you have an option if you want to go the other way. I don't think that it's going to disturb him too much if uh, if you use your options in another direction. If you feel stronger in that other direction. Have you got any? Have you got anything? This will decide me a lot. Could you take five minutes off and then call me back? What was his record in law school and so forth? Do you know anything about that? No, but I presume we might be able to. I need to know. Figure it out. I need to know. I mean, I want to know whether he's how really, whether he was just a playboy or whether he, can't, he buckled down and did things. Because I'm prepared preparing my remarks now, and it all revolves around that. These yep. are guys that are qualified. You see. Alrighty, I'll try and dig that out as fast as we can. Do you still want to keep your options open, or do you just want me to turn them off? No, I want the option open until I see what kind of a record he had. If uh -huh. he had an outstanding record so that I can say that he and Powell both had outstanding records, that's one thing. But if it's a jackass record, then I really think I'm going to not. I'm going to close the option and go the other way. I have a feeling it ought to go the other way. That's just my, my gut reaction. Well, uh, what do you think? I I feel that way for the better better of the court, and uh, right. I think that the um, the uh, PR on it is just about would break even. I think on the basis of acceptance. On the one side, uh, you've got two Southerners, which is not good. Mm -hmm. On the other side, you've got uh, a man who's unknown, but with a hell of a record. You can't, uh, uh, the unknown thing with Rehnquist is going to really not wash good if he was high in his class. Was he first or second or something like he that? He was first in his class. Uh, you think he was first? He was first, yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a hell of a thing. Phi Beta Kappa person. Phi Beta Kappa, Law first clerk. in his class. That's right. Law clerk to Miss, one of the great judges of this century. And uh, practice law as a lawyer's lawyer and so forth. Um... Damn it, I, I really think we ought to do it, go that way. All right, well, I'll turn Baker. I think you ought to say, Howard, under view, under view of the fact that you, you've had some doubts, but also, frankly, the president really feels that your, the political things that you've raised are questions, yeah. and, and, and the place will be open for you later if you want it. Later that day, the attorney general called the president back to let him know how Senator Baker handled the news. Yep. The attorney general calling? Yep. President's on. Yep. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello, John. Uh, Mr. President, I have talked to Howard, and he understands it fully and in good grace. And uh, well, you can see it. He wasn't too, too enthusiastic anyway. I think it was with some relief, actually, yeah. on his part. Uh, <laughs> but uh, very warm and very gracious. Good. All right, sir. We'll yeah proceed. Now, incidentally. For your information, I have held this, and incidentally, I haven't told anybody, incidentally, except anybody, believe me, except more. I haven't told Haldeman, Ehrlichman, anybody else about what we're doing here. Sapphire, of course, has, I've ruled him out. I'm, I'm going to do it myself. I'm writing it myself right now. And so I'm not going to have any writer except myself. And, uh, and, uh, that's that, and I think that's a good thing. I just intend to keep this very closely held. Ziegler doesn't know. I just said, play it loose. I says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might appoint him despite what the bar has done. Okay? Yes, sir. Now, what I do think, though, I've told them that at 6.30, they're to get together the White House people that have to inform senators and congressmen and VIPs around the country and so forth and so on. 
just like we've done on China and Russia, yeah. inform them and have them start making calls. Now, in your case, of course, you shall have a responsibility to do Friday and to do Lily, correct? Yes, sir. And you should take that, and you should bear the responsibility to do Eastland, naturally, and uh, get him lined up. And I would think the two Virginia senators, both of them, and could I suggest Bob Bird? Maybe you ought to do him, or shouldn't you? I, I think somebody should, and I guess I should do it. Well, you haven't talked to him, have you? No, I haven't. Then you shouldn't. I'd have uh, Dick Moore can do it. Dick Moore, talk to him all the way down there. And Dick can just say that, uh, you see, Connolly's out of town. He has talked to Connolly and said he didn't want it anyway. Yep. And said, we appreciate your support of what we're giving. He should call him at 6.30 so that Bob Bird would get him lined up strongly for it. Okay? Very good, sir. Uh, Dick Moore is over here. And right, right. Good. And I've, uh, I just feel that this is so important that I write it myself. I've asked for 125 words maximum on each man that I can use in my brief remarks. That's enough, you know. And I just want to say how uh, mainly the, the whole line is going to be excellence, excellence and uh, character and that sort of thing. And uh, don't you think that's the best thing? To yes, do? very much so. Very much so. And uh, are you now with regard, uh, are you going to ignore the bar? Well, I'm not even going to mention the bar. That's good. I'm not going to mention it either way. Yes. Uh, but on the other hand, through the day, Ziegler will get hit on it, and he's simply going to say, well, the president, the bar does not have a veto power. We're interested in their advice, but uh, that, uh, but naturally the president will make his appointments uh, on his own reconnaissances, so to speak. Don't you think that's all right? Yes, sir. Uh, that's the line, of course, that's been... been In the meantime, continue. Now, I understand the woman's story is leaked out, huh? Both of them. It's on the front page of the Washington Post. Which right. It couldn't have been better for us. Right. Now, on that, the only thing that hasn't leaked in the woman's story is that little squib to the effect that it was from within the bar that it was said that they, there were 11, that it was, that, 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 that they knew of no woman that was qualified. Could we do that? Yeah, we, we will get that out. One I want that out. Tell more. That has to get out today. Yep. Give it to Sapphire. He'll leak anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, but I'm not in the column, but I want to hit that hard. Uh, one other point uh, in order to get their support. I think I'll call uh, Leon Jaworski, and Ed, who was the president of the American Bar, right. uh, and Ed Walsh, so that they write. I would call Jaworski and Moore, Walsh should say, we just have appreciated enormously what they have done, that what the president has done now, he's, he just said the help, that we just can't submit these people to him and have them beaten down for non-legal reasons, but that he has selected two men that he knows the bar, without even think, asking, will get well qualified from the bar in both cases, and then tell them what it is. Fair enough? Yes, sir. Well, but don't tell either, don't particularly, don't tell Walsh. I don't know Jaworski, but don't tell him before 6.30 or so. I, I the reason being is that they have staffs, and they may tell him, and the staff will leak. You know, they've got these Jews that work, Welch has that work for him. And the, leak, the Jews leak, uh, John, you know that. Uh, I sure do. Okay. Now, I, I will talk to him uh, yeah. just before the event. I'm very pleased. Have you told Rehnquist yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm sure that he will be more than pleased. Please, Christ, he'll probably drop his teeth. I would expect so. Yeah, I don't want to see him. I think it's not. A, I don't think I should. There's no necessity for. And I haven't. And I haven't seen Paul. I wouldn't know him if I saw him. 
Uh, I have met him, but I don't know him. Well, he's a very distinguished-looking gentleman. Yeah, and I think really it's a good move where when we're going to knock the, the, the goddamn blocks off and fight it through. Uh, you say that the that Powell made a speech against Martin Luther King. That's the only thing you can find in his record. It's bad. Huh? That's correct. What kind of a speech was it? Two was a rabbit or? Oh no, 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 no. It had to do with the uh, that uh, argument that's. Uh, uh, prevailed here for the last four or five years in the civil disobedience uh, I see. situation. Well, that's all right. That's a legitimate thing. I've said many of the same things. All right. Yes. And so fine. Well, I think it's been a fine job, John. And you and Moore work out whatever you want. Okay? Very good, sir. President Nixon and Attorney General John Mitchell on October 21st, 1971. The Senate would go on to confirm Lewis Powell and William Rehnquist in December 1971. But despite the success in the Senate, the president faced some opposition at home. First Lady Pat Nixon, who had been promised a woman for the bench, was furious. And what was worse, her husband had kept her out of the loop. So the president turned to his youngest daughter, Julie, to try to smooth things over. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello, Julie? Hi, how are you? Fine. I just want to tell you that uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, um, I called Mother because uh, I was so worried. I'd seen my evening paper yeah. about the ADO, and I was so worried you were going to point those two, and I just said to her that if she got a chance to see you, and I, I just asked her if she knew you were going to point. I was so worried, and I just think you just, you just made such a wise decision. Mommy's very mad. Well, is she? Mm-hmm. She, uh... She didn't know. When I talked to her at 6, she, 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 I, would tell, I told her, you know, how the ADA thing had come out. 11 to 1, yeah. Yeah. And so she said, she said she thought you were going to kill a point. Well, she was, uh, and took her a copy of the speech because we didn't, we didn't decide to the last minute. Daddy, I'm just so relieved. I just want to tell you that David and I think it is the greatest thing. We appointed the right people, but the point is we went in. And uh, Mommy says that she's hurt because I didn't tell her that. Well, I couldn't because I didn't know. But the, the main point is that she's mad because uh, she said I should have appointed the woman since she'd gone out in a limb on it. But the point is, Julie, remember I told you in Florida we were going to recommend the woman. We did. We submitted her to the American Bar, and they turned her down 11 to 1. Well, Daddy, here's the other thing. Even NBC News had an analysis at the end, and they said that, the, that they said, we don't mean to offend our women viewers, but the reason the president did nominate a woman was that there was no one who had the, the legal background or who was young enough for the court. They just right. said that flat on TV. And that's what the ABA told us. It was so ironic that I called her at six today. I was so worried you were going to point those two, just because the newspaper. But she, but but she at six told you to do it. Told told you that she thought I should, didn't she? Well, she just thought you were going to, and she told me not to worry about it. But I think the thing that's sad is that she thinks that now everybody thinks she doesn't have any influence with you. I know exactly. I know she. No, 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 no. The thing that she's got to realize is she did have influence because because of her, I submitted the name to the ABA, which is the highest thing you can do. But if they turn it down, there's no chance to get it confirmed by the Senate. And so she did have influence, and so we'll do it again. Yeah, exactly, that, that the name was submitted, and if she says, well, why didn't I come over and tell her what? 
I was writing a speech, you know. I had to work like hell on this to get it done. We didn't know it this afternoon. Daddy, they... you just can't imagine how favorable the comment was after the speech. What was it? What'd they say? I'm sure. Well, it was just unbelievable. They said that this, they said they liked Cal in particular. And they said that he was a dream candidate. He couldn't be better qualified. But, but Rehnquist is really brighter than him. Powell, but well, they, they raved over Cal anyway. They didn't run Rehnquist down, did they? Because he was first in his law, class at law school. One network said something like Rehnquist would grow in the job, but he didn't have the stature of power or something. But they didn't run him down. They couldn't think of anything. Well, uh, and Bert Bai came on saying that he could find no fault with, with, he was quoted as saying he could find no fault with Powell, but that he would have to look in more deeply to Rehnquist, but that he didn't think he'd find anything. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was fantastic. And as I say, they supported you on the thing. Excuse the woman thing for you. You know what I mean? The network kid? Yeah, but I, I think, uh, Mommy, don't make it obvious. Maybe maybe you shouldn't call her. I don't know. But I just have to say it. That the point is, we did do exactly what I said I was going to do in Florida. We did put her name, name up. They wouldn't approve her. And if they had, they'd have turned it down. And it would have been a very, very bad thing. And so she should just go out and say, well... He tried, but the ABA, make them the devils. That's what we're doing. Mitchell and I are blaming the ABA. Lewis Powell served 15 years on the court. His stance in the court center made him the decisive voice in many cases. He wrote over 500 opinions, and he was on the winning side of 30 major decisions, more than any other justice. Lewis Powell died on August 25, 1998, at the age of 90. President Clinton called his opinions, quote, a model of balance and judiciousness. William Rehnquist served on the Supreme Court for more than three decades. When Warren Burger retired in 1986, President Reagan nominated Justice Rehnquist to take his place. His tenure was one of the longest and most influential in history, first as an anchor of the court's conservative minority, then later as the leader of a five-justice conservative majority. He served until his death on September 3, 2005. You can find more on Lewis Powell and William Rehnquist and the Rehnquist Court Decisions at cspan.org. Next time on Presidential Recordings, we go from law to order with calls between President Nixon and FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover and CIA Director Richard Helms. Our thanks to nixontapes.org, the Miller Center at the University of Virginia, and the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum. And in Season 1 of Presidential Recordings... Hear secretly recorded conversations President Lyndon Johnson made on topics including the Warren Commission, the Vietnam War, the March on Selma, and more. And remember to follow Presidential Recordings so you never miss an episode.